T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Pennant race is heating up. Twins, certainly not part of it. Uh, Lost 2021 campaign for the home nine. They were idle. They'll play in Toronto in the first of three tomorrow night. Pre-game 5.30, first pitch 6.07. Big Mike, Michael Pineda, will be on the mound. What a story, though, when you look at uh, who's leading these divisions. Tampa Bay again in the east. In the central, the Chicago White Sox. No surprise. The prediction before the season... It'd be the Twins and the White Sox. Well, it's been all White Sox in the Central. Houston O's prize leading out West in the American League. In the NL East, who's going to win it? Uh, Atlanta just eight games over 500, a three-game lead over the Phillies. The Brewers having a magical year, a 12-and-a-half game lead over St. Louis. The Brewers closing in on 90 victories. San Francisco and the L.A. Dodgers have already clinched The Giants, 95. The Dodgers, 94 victories. Look down to the bottom of the standings. Arizona, 47 and 99. 47 and a half games out of first place in the NLS. So we've got that. The countdown to the playoffs begin. Postseason awards. And then what figures to be a big offseason in the major leagues. And uh, to join us and talk about this is a long-time Major League writer. Scott Miller covered the Twins way back in time in the 90s for the Pioneer Press, now living in Southern California. Scott, good to visit with you. Thanks for the time. Hey, Steve, always nice to talk baseball with you. How are things? Yeah, good, good. Um, Was season for the Twins. They're playing out the string, uh, so to speak. They'll open a series in Toronto. Not sure uh, early in the year, if they were going to be able to get north of the border, but here we go. Uh, but but on to uh, what I discussed a moment ago. Hard, hard to hard to get beyond in the American League what the Tampa Bay Rays were able to do again this year in that division with all the money. Uh, Toronto, Boston, New York, uh, big money division, and here the Tampa Bay Rays, ninety-one victories, cruising to an AL East crown. It's, to me, the, my favorite story in the game. Yeah, it is. It's, um, it's such an odd story, right? I mean, you know, attendance isn't good down there. Hardly anybody ever goes to watch them play in person, and yet they all they do in the past few years is win, win, win. They outsmart everybody. You know, it's like the, uh, you know, it's like, it's like the, the class nerd, uh, you know, that gets bullied all you know, for, for, for much of his life, rising up on the schoolyard and 
busting the chops of the uh, bully, you know, the bully being the Yankees, the Red Sox. I mean, you said it, for all that money and the big market uh, stuff that goes on in, you know, even Toronto, too. Oh, I mean, for sure. Tampa, Tampa Bay keeps keeps on going. And, I mean, after they got the World Series last year, you thought, well, you know, they'll take a step back this year because one of the first things they did was trade Blake Snell away. And, you know, we should be conditioned by now to realize that even when it looks like Tampa Bay might be taking a step back by trading one of their more well-known guys, that uh, there's always a method to their madness. Uh, another story that stands out to me is the the incredible talent uh, LA Angels, Otani and Trout, and here they are two games under 500. They just can't put it together. You, you've, you've got an MVP, you've got you know, one of the all-time greats, Mike Trout, you know, he he is on a track to Cooperstown for sure. But but the Angels, plenty of money. Arte Moreno, the owner, and, and they just can't find a way to put it all together. And another season where they're just kind of around 500, but, but still yeah. this top-line front-end talent. Yeah, they do. And, uh, you know, Mike Trout's only played in three playoff games in his entire career, which is 10 or 11 years old now. They, they they played Kansas City Royals first round way back in 2014, and the Royals swept him three games in a row, and that was it. And, um, you know, Trout's had a rough year because he, he's had that torn muscle in his calf, and he hasn't played since May. And, you know, there, there's been talk, people thought he was going to come back and come back, and then they thought, yeah. well, maybe next month. And, you know, it, lo- it looks like that's going to end up being a season-ending injury for him. And, you know, Anthony Rendon's another one. They gave all of that money to him after Rendon helped the Washington Nationals win the World Series in 2019. And uh, Rendon's been out with an injury this year. So, you know, but the bottom line is they have not been able to find enough pitching. That's why, all you know, 10 years plus, Mike Trout's only played in three playoff games. Um, you know, historically, their, their pitching has just been bad. And, it's, you know, part of it is it's it's just not a well-run organization. I mean, it's it's been proven now over years that, you know, the owner, Artie Marino, is, um, you know, he, he's been hasty and rash and impatient. He's fired people when he shouldn't have, and he's hired other people who he shouldn't have. Um, you know, and he's got involved in baseball decisions when he shouldn't have. I mean, that 10-year deal to Albert Pujols, um, you know, that was Artie Marino stepping in. And, and remember, they around the same time, a couple of years later, they, they signed Josh Hamilton when Hamilton was a free agent. And um, that was a bad move, and they got rid of him a couple of years later. And, you know, a couple of times the Angels have needed pitching, and yet they've spent free agent money on hitters. And, um, you know, so here we are. I mean, Marino's on about his fourth general manager in the last 10 or 12 years. And, you know, nothing ever seems to change other than, you know, the common denominator through all these failures, they've had different general managers. They've had different managers. You know, after Mike Sosha retired, they brought Brad Osmus on for one year, and then they fired him and hired Joe Madden. I mean, the personnel keeps changing except for in the owner's box, and that's got to tell you something. Yeah, Otani, though, what what a year. Yes, Otani's unbelievable. I mean, I don't think we could talk about that guy enough, Steve. I mean, you know, pitching, He, he, he I mean, He's he's going to win the MVP award. I think he should, despite you know Vladimir Guerrero is having an incredible season in Toronto. He's a top the leaderboards on almost every offensive category. But 
Otani, I mean, you know, you could talk about him in the MVP conversation, and I think he's going to win. You could talk about him, you know, he should be mentioned in the Cy Young conversation. Um, when he's on, he's he's one of the best starting pitchers in the game, and and yet with the bat, he's also one of the best hitters in the game, and he's doing stuff none of us have seen in our lifetimes. And, and I mean, it's not just that he's pitching and he's hitting, but it's that he's doing both at such a high level. Yeah, just absolutely incredible. So here we go down the stretch, uh, playoffs to be decided. But I wanted to get into beyond that, uh, the playoffs, rhythm of October, the World Series, uh, a huge offseason looming for the game, isn't it, Scott? It is. I mean, you know, as you mentioned, when the World Series comes to an end, and, and it's gonna, if it does go to six or seven games this year, it's going to stretch into early November. Um, I think the way the schedule's laid out, Game 7 will be November 4th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but right when that ends, uh, you know, the, at the end of this year, the collective bargaining agreement between the players and the owners is up. And, you know, there's a lot of people nervous about that because, you know, there's just – there's been such bad blood over the last year. You remember even a, a year ago when we played just that 60-game season. I mean, it took way longer than it should have to get the game back on the field during the pandemic. I mean, they, they, they came up with all the parameters. Okay, you know, last summer, we're not, you know, no fans can come to games. Uh, you know, we have to have these health protocols. I mean, they came up with all that stuff, and yet they still couldn't figure out a way to split the money. And, you know, the players' free agency has been depressed the last few years largely because analytics has taken over all 30 clubs in the game and analytics tells that you know it tells us that among the things it tells us is that once players reach 30 it's pretty much downhill so you know a lot of free agency has been depressed because you know nobody wants to pay big money for the older guys and that's frustrated the players and you know we could go on for the next 2 hours with various issues but the bottom line is players and owners there's there's a bad atmosphere right now there's a lack of trust and you know it's going to be nail-biting time to see you know over the winter if they can come nail down a basic agreement or if it's going to be you know a strike or a lockout next spring yeah and scott just just beyond the money and how they divide up the pie there there are clubs that aren't trying i mean let's face the facts you, you you cannot yeah. look at the Baltimore Orioles and say they're trying to to win ball games. I mean, it, it, how many years has it been? Yeah. So th- there's also that, and I know there's been a lot of resistance. You know, you've got a hard cap in the NFL, you've got a hard cap in the NHL, you've got a cap in the NBA and luxury tax structures and all of that sort of thing. But but in MLB, there, there's been a lot of resistance to a salary cap. Uh, it's been floated about a, a floor, about a minimum. If you're going to be in the major leagues, you got to spend at least this much money on players. Could that appease the players if you raise that floor and force clubs to spend money? You know, it it it, it could. I've talked to a couple players this summer that are on the uh, you know player reps or executive board types and. There's still some skepticism because they think if you put in a floor, then then the luxury tax threshold is going to act as a harder cap than they would like. They they don't want artificial uh, artificial 
uh, levers installed that dictate what clubs can spend. But the players are going to have to end up settling or coming up with their own ideas, doing something, because while they don't like the idea of a salary floor and salary ceiling, to your point, Steve, we've had whatever you want to call it. I know people in baseball hate the word tanking, but you've had teams that just figure the best we can do is rebuild. So we're going to strip down everything and, as you said, be non-competitive. And, and that's been more and more of a thing over the last seven, eight years. And that really has the players frustrated because that plays into depressing the free agency. I mean, if it, in any given year you've got five or six teams rebuilding and not spending any money, well, you know, that, that means there are five or six fewer teams that are going to be bidding on any free agents. And that's part of it. And the players – in the most pure form, even if you take, you know, remove money from the equation, in its most pure form, I mean, when you've got a, you're trying to run a sport and you've got five or six of 30 teams that are not even trying because they're focusing to rebuild, well, you know, why are they charging major league ticket prices to the fans? Why, why are they, I mean, if they're not sure. behaving like a major league team, how are they even allowed to get away with all this stuff? And that's a major flaw in the system right now that needs to be fixed. There's got to be incentives that even when you're rebuilding, you don't just strip down and, and totally, uh, you know, gut your roster and your payroll and, and, you know, basically become like a single or double A team. I mean, it's, it's absurd. I mean, you're right. The Baltimore Orioles this year, I mean, it's. I don't know who would ever waste their time watching them, let alone on TV, let alone spend money to go see them. Scott Miller joining us. A couple of minutes left, Scott. I, I want to talk about some of the issues that, that the game faces. In general, the length of the game. It, it, Seven-inning doubleheaders are, are going to go away and so on and so forth. Pace of play, issues like that. Can that be addressed during collective bargaining? What can be done? Because average NHL games, what, about two hours, 15, two hours, 20 minutes. NBA game, about the same. NFL once a week, about a three-hour game. I mean, it's just ridiculous, some of these games. You know, 3-0 ball game, three and a half hours. It's too long. It's too much. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all on that. And, I mean, put it this way. You know, I've pretty much devoted all of my adult life to baseball. Sure. love the sport, and there's few other things I'd rather be doing. So, th- that said, I mean, baseball has me from that perspective. Yet, no question, I mean, when you're in the ballpark, or even when I'm home watching TV, I can't tell you how many times this, this year, Steve, I've been watching a game on TV, and eventually I start flipping the channels around, then I come back to the game because there's just so much dead time, and it goes so long. And, you know, it's this age of specialization we're in. That's a lot of it. I mean, you know, baseball's done a disservice. Pitching is a mess. The player development systems throughout the game, you know, they don't even really bother teaching pitchers to go you know how to pitch or to go deep into games anymore all they want is guys that can throw 98 miles an hour and they line them up you know i'm going to bring 20 guys in i'm going to have the first guy to throw his 
start the game and throw as hard as he can until he starts to get tired. Then I'm going to bring in the next hard thrower and have him go as long as hard as he can. And it, it, it's all brute force, and there's there's less art to it than there used to be. And you know, even when you get a game where you have two pretty good starters, you know, you might get a game that you know maybe they play four innings in the first hour hour and 10 minutes and you're thinking man this is a really crisp nice pace this is the way it's supposed to be and then you begin to look at your watch thing man this could be a two and a half hour game the way it's going and and then as soon as the starting pitchers leave and they go to the bullpen it just grinds to a halt and like the last five innings they'll take you know two and a half three hours alone i mean it's it yeah I'm, I'm, baseball's gotten created its own mess because it's encouraged all the the analytics. You know, they've developed a pipeline of, you know, brainiacs from the Ivy League, and they push some of the baseball people out of the game. And you know, a lot of these Ivy Leaguers that are running teams now, you know, I mean, it, it's it's treated like you know commodities in the stock market or whatever. And you know, you analyze this and analyze that, and and uh, you know, go with you know, bring this coefficient over here. And it, it sucked a lot of the soul out of the game and it's gone, it's gone so long. I mean, you know, again, I don't mean to sound like some old cranky old guy, um, because still, you know, it's a great game and, and, you know, it just needs to be tended to a little bit and, uh, more than it has been. And, and they do the, the dead time in a game and the length of game are huge issues. Well, Scott, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time. Hopefully we can do it again uh, real soon this fall. I'll plan on it. Maybe probably, uh, if not before, during the playoffs or something. Yeah, sounds good. All right, there he is, Scott Miller. Covered the Twins once upon a time for the Pioneer Press. Long time Major League writer here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.